Debo, good afternoon. So uh, just a very briefly background to this report and, of course, also what stood out. Uh, good afternoon, Fakina, and good afternoon to the listeners. Yes, indeed, the report uh, was released this morning to the public. And, of course, it's 114-page report. But in this report, uh, what uh, the SIU is saying is that uh, uh, it seeks uh, to recover the 150 million rent that was paid to Digital Vibes. You would recall, Sakina, that I mean, at some point in 2019, uh, the Department of Health uh, wanted to uh, have a campaign, a media campaign on COVID-19. And of course, uh, the minister was central to uh, the appointment of a, a company that would lead that uh, a campaign. And of course, Digital Vibes uh, came to mind. And of course, after appointing, I mean, the appointment of Digital Vibes was was a bit questionable because uh, one whistleblower is the one who said that uh, there's something wrong with this, the appointment of this company. Uh, this company was in fact not not existing because it was uh, founded or it was uh, uh, headed by one person somewhere in Stenga who owns uh, who happened to own a a a, a, a filling station and this person uh, 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 was then. Uh, 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 heading this company, and ultimately they managed to get uh, two officials who worked in the Department of Health in the office of the minister to be like uh, the consultants or the, the contractors in this company. In fact, this company, these people were, were acting as fronters for this company. And ultimately the company got this contract in 2019, and immediately after getting the contract, that, that contract was signed off in 2019 around November. But in January already, there were payments that were made January 2020 up until June 2020. There were monies that were paid into this company. And of course, while the, those monies were paid into this company, some family members of the, of the minister, for instance, his son, and even himself, the minister, at some point there was, there was uh, some renovations that were made at his house, around 6,000 rent. And uh, his son, at the Danim Kize, got the a car of uh, around 160,000 rent. It was a second-hand used car. And, of course, again, it got around uh, 300,000 rent from this company. So, in a way, uh, after the minister approved the appointment of this company, ultimately, his associates, who happened to be uh, some uh, people who worked in his office, uh, like uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Meta, and, of course, Meta, uh, uh, and, and uh, rather Hariram, who owned the company, they, they managed to get the money around 150 million rent, and his son also got some money, uh, 300,000, and of course even him getting renovations at his house. So rather damning, and uh, with regard to the recommendations, let's look at those in Debo. Well, the recommendation, uh, Sakina, is that uh, uh, there must be criminal case I uh, uh, preferred against the minister or against all those who are responsible, for instance, if you look at uh, uh, Dr. Enben Pillay, who happened to be uh, the deputy the director general in the, the department, uh, the, the, the SIU report uh, says that uh, there must be action against them. Those actions obviously would mean criminal uh, uh, cases against them. There are several of them. Uh, the likes of uh, Popomato, for instance, action needs to be taken against them. And 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 and, and, and uh, this morning we spoke to Kaiser Panyaho, who said that the, the matter has now been referred to the NPA to sort of look into a, a possible prosecution against people who are fingered in those in, in that report. And uh, they said that they, they want the matter to be speedily resolved. But uppermost in their mind is to make sure that uh, 
the department gets the 150 million rand that was paid to this company. And of course, this company must be blacklisted. It shouldn't do any business in the future with any uh, public sector in the country. Has any of that money been recovered thus far? For now, the matter was referred to the, uh, the, I mean, uh, the, the tribunal, uh, uh, tribunal, and of course, uh, the, 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 the tribunal uh, has uh, is dealing with the matter, and uh, very soon, uh, an indication would then be given in terms of uh, when is that money going to be recovered. But already, they've, they've filed uh, papers that the money must be recovered. Debo Mokobo, thanks so much for the update. Uh, that's our SABC reporter, Debo Mokobo, giving us a breakdown of some of the findings of the SIU report that was released and made public this morning by President Cyril Ramaphosa. Now, political parties have reacted to the release of the report. The Good Party has welcomed the release and encourages the National Prosecuting Authority to act swiftly against those implicated. The Democratic Alliance, meanwhile, have also voiced their reaction. And joining us now on the line is DA MP and Shadow Minister of Health, Siviwe Khwarube. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Good afternoon and good afternoon to listeners. So what is the party's reaction to the release of the Digital Vibes report? Look, I mean, we, we note the, the release of the, the report. It's been deeply disappointing that the president has effectively sat on this report for the past four months. He had cited this report from the SIU on the 30th of June. We then, on the 27th of July, sent in a prior application to gain access to it because we were always of the view that it needs to not or it needs to be made public. Because ultimately, our view is that we can't find political solutions to criminal problems. Those who have been implicated to have been to have stolen money must be criminally investigated, and people must be held accountable. So, I think it's the only way that we're going to start to see corruption being rooted out in this country. But until then, until people face jail time, then we're going to continue seeing a recycling, almost a revolving door of politicians who overset their bounds and who facilitate grand theft of public money. Uh, so, Ms. Kwarube, you obviously aggrieved that the president sat on the report for so long before making it public. Uh, how long will you be giving the president to implement the recommendations? Look, I mean, we are of the view we no longer have faith in the president that he has uh, uh, desires to see people held accountable. But now the criminal justice system must act swiftly. The reality is that now the NPA has enough evidence from this SIU report to move into people, specific people. Number one, Dr. William Kiza and his role as the Minister of Health then. Um, the people implicated in the report who were the owners and the runners of um, Digital Vibes, Dr. Anban Pillay, who's also mentioned in the report, who's still within the Department of Health as we speak, Ian van der Merwe, who is also the CFO of the department and is still in his role, and including the, um, the, the current Director General of Health, uh, Dr. Sandy Lebotelli's our view is that these individuals must be investigated and uh, should they be found of wrongdoing, they must be, they must face the full might of the law. Dr. Mkise, as we know, has resigned uh, from his position as Minister of Health. So uh, what more would you like to see in that regard? 
Well, again, I think that that would be the problem, Sakina, because his resignation should not absolve him from criminal accountability if he's found guilty. That's why we're saying that it's not good enough for government and the president to seek political solutions to criminal problems. So his stepping down is but a one political matter. He he stepped down from the cabinet, but, um, but ultimately people need to be held accountable and all equal before the law. So regardless of what position he held before, uh, the real punishment of, of, of wrongdoing is jail time. Well, Ms. Harube, let's uh, park it there. Uh, just by the way, in June, uh, the DA laid criminal charges against Minister Mkize. Where's that at right now? Well, uh, my question slipped in just a tad too late there. Uh, we've already lost Ms. Kwarube there on the line. Just wanted to know because the DA did lay criminal charges, so uh, an update on that. But uh, we'll try. Maybe we can put that question through off air and get a response uh, from her. Uh, that was DA Member of Parliament and Shadow Minister of Health, Sibuwe Kwarube. Now joining us on the line to look at this report and the implications is political analyst Sanusha Naidu. Sanusha, good afternoon. And good to have you on Updated Noon. Good afternoon, Sakina. Always lovely to be on the show with you. And good afternoon to your listeners. Indeed. And Sanusha, is it surprising that the SIU have recommended, uh, for example, the uh, DDG was at some point acting DG, Dr. Anban Pillay, uh, have criminal charges laid against him? Very clear in that regard, this particular report about what needs to happen to him. Uh, while when it comes to others, you know, not, not as clear cut in terms of yeah. the recommendations. Yeah, I, I think that's something that uh, when you read the report, it's very specific about the DDG and his role in all of this and what he had committed as fraudulent in misleading National Treasury um, in terms of the letter to deviate from the procurement practice and very specific about criminal charges. When it comes to the minister, it's quite interesting that they note that there was a lack of oversight by the minister, and therefore the DOH is accountable. And then they, they, they raise a whole lot of other names, including the uh, suspended DG of the of the um, of the uh, ministry now, where they say that these individuals are also implicated in this um, in this in this digital vibes contract and the irregular way in which it was um, conducted, and therefore these are individuals also have to be taken on, into investigation. But I do think that um, the challenge here is what, the, what, what, what is the process after this? What's the next step? Uh, where we have criminal charges against uh, Dr. Anban Pillay, the question is, is it deeper than just Dr. Anban Pillay? Uh, what level of action needs to be taken against the minister? Because in, at the end of the day, like we say with the president, the buck stops with the minister. And there is... In the, in the report, there's also reference to WhatsApp messages um, around how this, how this digital vibes contract needed to be ventilated. And I find that to be quite interesting, but also very disturbing that you have these lines of communication that essentially move outside of the official lines. And, then, and the other point is that the minister either deliberately or, in, or, or, or whether or not he thought it was in his best um, capacity in terms of the interpretation, did not follow the 2019 cabinet uh, memo, which said that all of these things need to be done. The communication on, 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 on the NHI and of COVID-19, et cetera, should be done through um, 
the GCIS. Mm. So, so, so just that point, uh, in, in terms of why they are so specific in what needs to happen in certain instances, but when it comes to the political figureheads, uh, you know, almost seeming to step back and leaving that to the president, you decide what to do. What should we make of that from the SIU? You know, you know, if you want to be really kind of conspiratorial, you could say that the SIU went as far as they thought they could go in how much they, they, they considered their jurisdiction. But they also kind of were a bit hesitant because of, the, as you rightly point out, the political manifestations, the political dynamics. And so this is about the minister. But that has um, nothing minister, to do with them and their mandate. Exactly. They're supposed to be independent, but you can interpret it that way. And of course, who is the easier person to go after? Um, and that is an in- interesting one as well. I think at the end of the day, what's going to come out of this in terms of what happens from whether you have a criminal proceed- uh, proceedings or whether you feel that there's still issues that need to be investigated further when it comes to the role of the minister. So in this report, I think it ventilates a whole lot of issues. It it tries to draw the linkages in terms of the DDG, uh, the questions of what he has done, the relationship to the two so-called individuals, I mean, the three individuals implicated, uh, questions about, you know, cash and carry wholesale, which is quite frightening. And then, of course, where does the minister fall into the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the minister that is right? Where does the former minister fall in all of this? How does he take responsibility? And what is the fact of the matter is he did not uphold the oath of office that he promised to do so. Mm. And, and also, uh, just in terms of the further ramifications uh, for the a- ANC ahead of these local government elections, uh, we heard the president uh, during the manifesto launch on Monday uh, talking about, you know, give us another chance. Uh, we're trying to clean this up. We, we, you know, we're trying to correct, self-correct. What does this mean for the ANC? It's a very difficult task, uh, Sakina, for them to to, to kind of come out after what we saw in terms of the president's speech in launching the manifesto. I think the, the, the challenge here is people may feel that this is another betrayal, that processes were deliberately uh, obfuscated. They were deliberately not followed. There was this deviation and question about whether or not it was done in a, in, a, in a non-deliberate or an explicit manner, because this is what needed to be uh, done in terms of where we are. I mean, at the end of the day, you're sitting in a country where housing is in a crisis, water and sanitation is in a crisis, the money that should have been used for vaccine awareness, for COVID-19 awareness, was actually being used for other personal interests. I mean, people just thinking, I can basically, you know, just make money off the state. And this rent-seeking behavior that we see that has become almost embedded, if not uh, completely integrated into the system, doesn't really bode well for the ANC. The caliber of what of the people that you want to have there, if a minister can contravene and contradict his uh, uh, oath of office, then where do you, where do you go with, this, with the people at, 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 at municipality level, at bureaucratic level? Are they doing the same thing? How do you hold all of these people accountable? It just it, it, it comes across for me as another betrayal by the party. So also just uh, very briefly, Sanusha, in terms of what we see here and the recommendations uh, from the SIU. What about all the other um, uh, deals, uh, the contracts that were signed that were proven to be unlawful and um, invalid? 
What about the DGs? What about all the role players in those contracts? What should happen to them? Um, I think the simple simple issue is that they all should be taken to some kind of investigation. But if you listen to, if you look at the at, at, at the report, it says you need to basically take in, uh, disciplinary action against officials. It's not enough anymore. Sanctioning disciplinary actions are not working out for people anymore. I think at the end of the day, they should be blacklisted and never be allowed to come back into government or any position of public official, uh, service. Sanusha, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Sanusha Naidu, our political analyst, uh, giving us some breakdown of uh, some of what uh, came out of the SIU report and its recommendations.